This video is brought to you by NordVPN. Today, Gabon becomes the latest African country to experience a military coup. Canada warns LGBTQ people traveling to the US, Australia sets the date for its indigenous voice referendum, and the UK is hit by air traffic chaos. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday the 30th of August 2023. Gabon, a country on the west coast of Central Africa, has undergone a military coup just days after holding a general election, making it the latest in a series of West and Central African nations to be taken over by the military in recent years. On Wednesday morning, just moments after the Electoral Commission had announced that long-time President Ali Bongo had won a third term in office, a group of Gabonese military officers appeared on national television and declared an end to the current regime. They said that the election results had been cancelled, political institutions dissolved and borders closed. There were reports of gunfire in the capital Libreville following the announcement, and the coup leaders have since said that the president is under house arrest, surrounded by his family and doctors. The country's opposition had labelled Saturday's election as fraudulent, and the results, at least before the coup, had seemed to secure the Bongo dynasty's grip on power. Ali Bongo had ruled Gabon since 2009, when he took over from his father, Omar Bongo, who ruled for 42 years from 1967 until his death in 2009. Ali Bongo faced a previous coup attempt in 2019, after suffering a stroke, but the coup failed and Ali Bongo retained power. On television this morning, the so-called Committee for the Transition and Restoration of Institutions said that Saturday's election did not meet the condition for a transparent, credible and inclusive ballot, so much hoped for by the people of Gabon. The officer also cited irresponsible and unpredictable governance, resulting in a continuing deterioration in social cohesion, with the risk of leading the country into chaos. At time of writing, the coup appears to have been successful, and the committee has not yet announced what it plans to do going forward. The oil-rich former French colony has maintained close relations with France since independence, and hosts a French military base. Bongo and his father are classic examples of the French-backed strongmen that have led a number of Francophone nations in Africa since decolonisation, with 89-year-old Paul Bia in neighbouring Cameroon as another example. While the dynamics of this coup are different in a number of ways to other recent coups in the region like Niger and Burkina Faso, it represents further upheaval in Central and West Africa that may make other regional leaders jittery about their own positions. We've got a full video coming out on TLDR News Global on Thursday on this subject, so keep an eye out for that. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. The Canadian government has issued a new travel warning to LGBTQ citizens planning to visit the United States. The new travel advisory says that some US states have enacted laws and policies that may affect 2SLGBTQI persons. 2S, by the way, refers to two-spirit, which is a term used by some indigenous people to describe their sexuality or gender identity. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland said the advice had been updated as the Canadian government had employed experts to look carefully around the world and to monitor whether there are particular dangers to particular groups of Canadians.
The advisory does not specify which states it refers to, but says that travellers should check local laws before travelling. It's also not changed the overall risk profile for the US, which remains green. The advocacy group Human Rights Campaign, or HRC, declared a national state of emergency in the US in June, citing an unprecedented and dangerous spike in anti-LGBTQ legislative assaults sweeping state houses this year. HRC says that more than 75 anti-LGBTQ bills have been signed into law this year alone, which is double the number they recorded the previous year, including restrictions on teaching of sexuality and gender identity, restrictions on drag and use of bathrooms by trans people and more. So that's what's been happening in Canada and the US. Let's move and discuss the news from Australia. Australia's Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, has announced the date of an upcoming constitutional referendum as Saturday the 14th of October. If the measure is approved by voters, then it would recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in the Australian constitution and also establish a permanent body for them to provide advice to Parliament on relevant laws. Australia has not held a referendum since 1999, when the country voted against becoming a republic, and it's been nearly 50 years since a referendum was actually successful. The voice referendum has been the subject of much debate in the country. At a rally to kickstart the Yes campaign, Prime Minister Albanese said, Every Australian will have a once-in-a-generation chance to bring our country together and to change it for the better. Conservative opposition leader Peter Dutton from the No campaign has described the idea of an Indigenous voice as risky and divisive. The Indigenous voice was recommended by a 2017 document called the Uluru Statement, From the Heart, which was drafted by more than 250 Indigenous leaders, and as such, many Indigenous people back the Yes campaign. However, there are Aboriginal Australians who are opposed to the measure, as they say it doesn't go far enough in righting wrongs against their communities. Polling shows the no vote leading over the yes vote, having gained momentum over time. Before we get to the UK's airline chaos, I wanted to tell you that in today's daily discussion, Rory and I discussed debates over secularism in France. That's exclusively on Nebula, so use the link in the description to sign up if you haven't already. On Monday, passengers across the UK were unable to board their planes due to what National Air Traffic Services, or NATS, claimed was technical issues. It's recently been revealed that the issue was to do with flight data that NATS received. Speaking about this, NATS Chief Executive Martin Rolfe said... Our systems, both primary and the backups, responded by suspending automatic processing to ensure that no incorrect safety-related information could be presented to an air traffic controller or impact the rest of the air traffic system. He added, We understand the way the system didn't handle the data, the way it failed, if you like. In an attempt to reassure people that this won't happen again, he pointed out that the organisation had put plans in place to make sure that if it does happen again, it will be resolved very, very quickly. This, though, does not help the current backlog of flights. So, to try and help the backlog, the Department of Transport says it's approved nighttime flying to all UK airports. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss Maine puffins. It's been recently noticed that despite the warming sea temperatures around New England, Atlantic puffins have been thriving. It was expected that these high temperatures would jeopardise the stability of the birds, as it reduced the amount of fish they need to feed their chicks. 
The birds were restored from only a few dozen pairs 50 years ago. There are now as many as 3,000 birds and the population is stable. Following stories and doing independent journalism often requires a fair bit of travel. From attending the NATO summit in Lithuania or Munich Security Conference, to exploring Aldi across Germany, or being forced to hang out with fellow Nebula creators. It's alright for some people. What is consistently annoying though is the technology. When you need to work from abroad or even just access the services you're used to, it's often way harder than you'd like, requiring endless verification, validation and authentications. As I'm sure you already know, that's when NordVPN comes into play, helping you connect to the internet wherever you are. Whether that's connecting back at home so your work account doesn't freak out, or connecting to another country from the comfort of your living room to get discounts on your next trip. That's right, very often other countries get cheaper prices for flights, with research finding US consumers pay up to three times more. NordVPN are actually currently running a major back-to-school promotion, which means that when you sign up for a two-year plan, you not only get a massive discount, but you also get an extra four months. That's a huge discount if you click our link. Plus, Nord will keep sponsoring TLDR if people click it. We've been told that sometimes when people hear us talk about NordVPN, they open up a tab, start searching, but they don't click our link. I'm certainly glad that they get the service, but you only get the discount and you only support the channel through that link. So if you're trying to improve our journalism by signing up for Nord, use our link when you do, and you'll get their great service at a discount.